three, two, one. You are listening to the Mango Tea Podcast with Jody NDK. We are a nonpartisan Jamaican and Caribbean podcast for the diaspora. We give you tea with a slice of mango mm. and information on current events, politics, and politics, finance, sports, and culture. We created this podcast for the diaspora to know what's happening in the Caribbean beyond the gossip. Welcome to episode 22 of the Mango Tea Podcast. This is our Caribbean Heritage Month celebration episode. We are beyond thrilled and excited to celebrate our heritage. It is who we are, it's where we're from, it's what we eat, and so much more. I am your co-host, DK. Jody is on a break today, but we will both be back next week for a brand new episode. And if you haven't already done so, please check out episode 21 with her and a special guest co-host for the sweet Juneteenth episode. It's a dynamic conversation and you don't want to miss it. As always, a big thank you to those of you who continue to download, listen, and share our episodes each week. We are beyond grateful for you. But listen, it's a Caribbean Heritage Month. And if you haven't already, I am Jamaican. So my culture means so much to me. I'm always proud to tell people that I'm from the beautiful island of Jamaica. To many, it's the center of the Caribbean. It's the island of Usain Bolt and Bob Marley. Jerk chicken. It's home of the world's best performance stock market. Yes, we talked about this in a, in a past episode. It is the home of the world's best stock market. And if you don't believe me, you can check out Bloomberg Business Week to get that fact. I'm beyond proud to be an immigrant from Jamaica. I celebrate it, I big it up with all of its flaws. It is where I'm from and I love it. But for this week's episode, I'm beyond excited to have a special guest with me today. She is none other than my good friend Shadi. And I'm not talking about the singer. But welcome, Shadi. <laughs> hi, hi. Thank you for having me, DK. We are beyond excited to have you on. But before we start the good old conversation, we always ask all our guests this one, this very, very important question. What is your favorite mango and what is your favorite tea? Well, my favorite mango has to be the East Indian mango. And mm. right now, I've been feeling um, the fever grass. That's lemongrass tea for you, America. Mm, you love your little lemongrass. And I know because I'm your friend that you love your tea hat. I don't know why, but that scorching hot tea is a must for you. Like everywhere we That's go. That's the only like, way to have tea. <laughs> I mean, some people like it chilling and will look warm, but I guess that's mm. not for you. No, <laughs> no, no, not. Definitely not. I feel you. I feel you. Um, but let's start talking. So basically, for those who don't know, who are you? And basically, where are you from? Let's talk about your culture. Um, I am from Portmore, St. Catherine, which is in Jamaica. I'm a millennial that is currently residing in New York City. And bop, I'm bop. just trying to make my way, you know, become the woman that I hope to be. And by the way, I am a proud, very, very proud Jamaican. Mm. Definitely, definitely. We all are proud. We're both proud. See, we love this place. And I know her. She loves she loved the place. This is why when we were doing the Caribbean 
Heritage Month celebration. The first person I thought of to do this episode was with her because I know that she just loves her culture. She loves her heritage. Um, that's just a part of who she is. That's just part of who I am as well. But there's so much dynamic. There's there's so much layers to her coming to the United States. And for me, when I moved yeah. to the United States at, yeah, at, at 16, um, you would think that I would love this place. And I, I came here, went to Canada since I was maybe, I don't know, maybe two, three but when I came here at 16, I felt that this was just not the place. I, I hated it. I felt disoriented. <laughs> it's almost like, where am I? It's like I felt what people call culture shock. It's like when mm-hmm. I got, got my first job at, at a bank, they just never understood me. First of all, they don't understand my accent. Then they say I mumble. Then they say I don't smile. <laughs> they just never understood who I am. So it's like mm-hmm. culture shock was a big thing for me. How was it for you moving here? I definitely had a culture shock coming to the U.S. Um, I First of all, I came to the U.S. in my teens, 15 exactly, and they rushed, rushed me into the second semester of ninth grade, which is high school. And with the Jamaican system, we start high school at seventh grade. I found yes. that the education was different. Uh, things that I was doing in the ninth grade, I had already done at the seventh grade or eighth grade Ooh. level. Oh, that's some yes, tea. The, yes, the <laughs> education system was uh, different for me. Um, it was just seeing different dynamics and then traveling around. I was fortunate to have family members that took me to different states, mostly the northeastern states like Connecticut, uh, PA, so and so forth. And you saw the different dynamics. I think a lot of people, they have this misnomer that when you come to the U.S., everything stays with the gold. Everybody nobody struggles. Lie that. <laughs> and I saw that the different dynamics from crack then to multi-million mm. dollar homes. Come on. I, it was just different. And, you know, with New York City specifically, a lot of people like to say that New York City is a melting pot. I like mm. to see it as a salad. There's Come different on. groups that are living here in different segments, different cultural communities that come together. And so it was definitely a culture shock for me. It was a slightly a, a, an awkward transition for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely an awkward transition for me too. Because especially, I feel like it's at that age. For me, I think it was because. It was more of the age I came here. I came here when I mm-hmm. just finished high school and it's almost like I'm just trying to figure out myself and then just mm-hmm. to snatch me away and drop me you know, in this almost unknown world. It was just completely different. But and I mean, you, you, you brought up a good point. I feel like for everyone, um, the transition is going to be different based on your age group and your yes. family dynamics. You know, if you come here very early, you know, how much was the Jamaican culture an influence of you as opposed to the American culture as that you gradually true. come here at a later stage, you know, it, it, it depends on your personality and it depends on your age. It could be a difficult transition or it could be quite easy just depending on the individual. That is so true. Yeah. Perhaps the, perhaps the all of us who decide or even not even deciding whose parents dragged us here and we're here just trying <laughs> to make the best of it. That's just it. Like, literally, that's it. It's like, we're and just dragged here. people who just fall in. And, you know, I remember having a cousin who just traveled here for um, just a couple of months and they came back, what Jamaican called twanging. Twanging. Mm. There was no Jamaican in- accent whatsoever. <laughs> that, was, that was just a va- summer vacation, that's ladies and gentlemen. So everyone's different. <laughs> 
Yeah, the love of little twas. Uh, uh, that's the best. And then talking about the dynamics between Caribbean Americans and African Americans, they're basically coming here and transitioning. Um, yeah. Most people find that as a Caribbean American, we are disconnected from certain issues because we're just not mm-hmm. from here. Um, in episode mm-hmm. 19, we talked about that disconnect with, between Car- that Caribbean Americans have with regards to issues like race and inequality. We even mm-hmm. shared a tweet from someone who was Black and Caribbean, and she basically said, I'm not going out there to protest because mm-hmm. I was not born here. I'm not from here. It's their problem. And I feel like a lot of Caribbean Americans mm-hmm. have that same issue where we're disconnected from the issues of race and inequality or just feel disconnected from the culture itself. And it, it is now posing a problem for many. What do you think about that? I do agree. I can't speak for all Caribbean um, individuals, but I do believe that there is a disconnect between the Caribbean community and the African-American community. And it, it's so multifaceted as to so many different reasons. You know, one is culture. We come from a different culture, different traditions, yeah. different experiences. And in particular, in terms of racism, it, depending on the time that you come to the America, you know, you're living in a different island, which is predominantly Black. You've never experienced yes. racism. You've never experienced being followed around a store. You've never experienced uh, second guessing whether or not the treatment that you got was because of your race or your individual mm. personality. And then the disconnect also for me lies into there is a lack of understanding of the full complexity of African American history. Yes. And uh, sometimes we do our dis or do ourselves a disservice by not really fully understanding uh, African American history. As I said, I came here in my teens, so when I was in um, high school in Jamaica, we did social studies, we did history, yes, but it's Jamaican social studies, and it's world history, but it doesn't go to the in-depth yeah, history of American history. And um, as I said, getting back to not having that knowledge, I feel like some Caribbean individuals, not all ladies and gentlemen, don't come for me, but some uh, some Caribbean <laughs> individuals, they don't uh... understand certain things. There is this if I only got this opportunity to come to America, I'm going to get a house. I'm going to get a car. I'm going to just go full throttle and get whatever I can get. That's the the immigrant mentality. And there's this, there's this lack of understanding as why there's no generational wealth within the black community, why there, there isn't a lot of um, black businesses in America, why there isn't a lot of educational opportunity. And it stems from this lack Mm. of history. And, you know, let me further, you know, flesh this out for you, DK, if you could just give me the opportunity. Come on. Here, yes, in here, when I went to high school, I can only speak to my experience here. I did uh, American history in high school. And dare I say, they just glossed over slavery. It was like slavery mm. was bad. This happened. Yes. So and so forth. And that's just this chapter that has moved on quickly through the curriculum. I really started to understand African-American histories when I took an African studies uh, mm. course in college. And, and my college, professor, and my professor, and my professor was, you know, a, a, a black African that really taught that the full extent of African-American history, you fully mm. fleshed out Jim Crow, you fleshed out um, redlining, you fleshed out, um, gerrymandering it, it fleshed out uh just the, the discrimination segregation civil rights law that a lot of people don't understand the things that african-americans truly 
based mm-hmm. based in terms of you know why they don't have generational wealth why is it that certain urban communities are so impoverished why is it that they have dilapidated buildings there you know it's it there's so much to that and i feel that that's the disconnect with um uh, African Americans and Caribbean Americans, and I just want to say, given light of what has happened, I've fully mm-hmm. understood now fully. that you know the the actions of Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and and other civil rights leader has paved the way for me as an immigrant to come here. Mm. And I, I'm not extremely flourishing now, ladies and gentlemen, but to be able to take advantage of the educational system and to be able to work in a society that unfortunately some african americans have been even benefited from to this day mm, you knocked that in the park because there are definitely in this country there we yes. cannot deny that fact and i hope yes. Caribbean americans definitely listen to what you said when it comes down to the issues that african americans face and the root cause of it and because at the end of the day going down the street if i'm going down the street as a caribbean american and african american is walking down the street if we're going to both be stopped by the cops, they're going to just see both of us as black, both of us as black men. That's correct. If, and that's true. Yeah. And if you're going in the workplace against another African-American woman in the workplace, they're not going to be like, okay, she's a Caribbean American um, woman. Maybe she's a little bit different from these African-Americans. Or if a racist approaches both of you guys, it's going to be the same reaction. So I think it's always important yeah. for us to understand that as African Americans or Caribbean Americans, we are um, we are basically one in the same. Our culture is different, our history is different, but people react to us almost similar. Yes, and and then be mindful of the fact that look at this COVID situation. Look what is happening yes. the tension in the US. Uh, a lot of us as Caribbean Americans can say, listen, I'm going to hop on a flight and, and go cool out back I'm where I'm from. To and these African Americans in this society, where do they go? You know, mm. sometimes it, it, it's such a, a disservice sometimes that we can't connect, but this is, it's a lot of things that that comes into why Caribbean Americans and African Americans can't connect. There are some people who have some great bonds, but I feel that there's still a level of standoffishness that you're different from me and I'm different from you. Yeah, I feel like there's always, yeah, there's definitely a disconnect between us and them. It's just, and it's weird that I would say us and them. But I feel like at the end of the day, we have ourselves faced a lot of stigma, a lot of ignorance when it comes down to coming into America. We've always, I mean, you've heard stories from the 2000s, early 2000s and 90s, even now in the 2010s or 2010s and 2020s, where there's always ignorant stories or ignorant conversations regarding who we are as Caribbean or we came off mm-hmm. the boat or <laughs> did you have Wi-Fi? Like, I remember those conversations like, OK, when somebody yeah. would ask me, did I have Wi-Fi or, did I, or how did I do my homework or did I walk around barefoot? And it's almost like, OK. I, I blame the media for for this, but then I was like, okay, as an African American, you would you would think understand the Caribbean culture more because we we should be more connected, rather than them expressing things that you would expect expect of white America. Um, but we've all heard those ignorant stories. I mean, for you, basically, um, what are some of the ignorant things you've heard about your culture itself? Okay, so broadly speaking, I'm not saying this is specifically coming from an African-American individuals. I've gotten this from every race, um, every ethnicity and genders. Uh, same with the Wi-Fi thing. Ladies and gentlemen from the Caribbean, a lot of people are ignorant to the way we live ignorant. at home. 
they are ignorant to the way that we live at home. Uh, a lot of individuals are under the perception that you coming to America is the first time you're experiencing a good life. Come um, on. They've they've asked me if you know I've lived in a hut. They've asked me if I've lived in <laughs> yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen. They've, asked me, they've asked me if I lived in a hut. They've asked me, you know, about zinc houses. They've asked me and nothing's wrong against living in zinc houses. There are people in Jamaica that currently, you know, zinc roofs, zinc houses. But it's a negative connotation. Yeah, but yeah, it's with the negative connotation. And um for me what I've realized is that for them there is no understanding that there are different socioeconomic backgrounds within our society. They just see it as one blanket. There is tourism and then y'all are poor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's exactly it. You could come from uh, your mother is a doctor, your father is a lawyer. And I've legit Mm -hmm. heard uh, Americans say, you know, to individuals, not myself specifically, listen, um, if you were living such a good life in your country, why did you come here? Why did you come here? Yeah. And these are the levels of ignorance that, you know, I've seen fellow immigrants and myself have been plagued with. I legit Mm -hmm. remember uh, saying that I had came from a Caribbean vacation and someone said to me, Oh, to go back to the Caribbean, Oh, the struggle. And I'm sitting there like, do you know Come that on. there are people in the Caribbean that are living better lives than some Americans? Cut, exactly. Don't do that. Do not don't. do that. But that is that exactly is the mentality that I've been faced with. Oh, you're just experiencing a good life. Um, then you get the the Jamaican stereotype. You know, I've gotten the oh, have you do you smoke weed? Uh, do you, oh, you, you know to go on top of your neck? You know, can you, you do the dusty yes. wine and? <laughs> And or just can you these... speak Patois? Speak <laughs> the you... worst one from me. Speak uh, something in Patois. Like what? Speak Patois. And I've, I've actually heard someone try to insult someone by saying, I bet you're just learning English. And I'm like, what? Well, I've, the levels of ignorance, ladies and gentlemen, is it, it, it is epic. The, the things that immigrants do have, you know, encountered. And not to mention the how many times that you've heard uh, why don't you go back to where you came from? Mm. When they want to stick back to you and they yes. realize you're different, go back to where you came from. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, that is you know. definitely annoying. But going to yeah. going piggybacking on that conversation about why don't you go back to where you came from? Let's have that comment. Let's have this conversation for a sec about why mm. most of us come to the United States because a lot of people we've heard that before. Why did you mm-hmm. come here if your life wasn't? if life was was as good as you make it seem, or if they're middle-class uh-huh. or upper-class Jamaicans, um, or if you're from another Caribbean country, if there are middle-class people in your country, why is it that uh-huh. you would come to the United States? Is there uh-huh. some glory? Is there some um, some gold that is really here? I mean, for people like, like myself and you who come from a middle-class, we grew up in, in decent neighborhoods, we've lived decent lives, we've been privileged to have certain opportunities in Jamaica, Let's tell the people mm-hmm. why we actually came here. Okay, so I can't speak for you, DK. I don't know why true your that. family came here. <laughs> I can only <laughs> speak to... <laughs> that's true, but I can only speak to my family's um, upbringing. I wouldn't say, you know, I'm going to... You just said I'm middle class, but I will just say I was privileged. I was able to go to school. I had a roof oh, over my head. Class. I, I, no, 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 don't do that. I wish I had that. <laughs> but I had a comfortable 
I yes. had a comfortable living within Jamaica. And for us, the reason why was um, it was just a better opportunity. You yes. know, less, less it's, it's just a better opportunity. It's not that I, we were want for nothing. It wasn't that lights were out or whatever have you. It's just a better uh, uh, opportunity. And let's face it, the American dollar is totally different from the Jamaican dollar. It stretches mm-hmm. a lot. It's a lot different, you know. Um, a doctor in Jamaica can make a certain amount. And then when mm-hmm. they come to you, it's at that same level of trade. It is that, yeah, it, it taps out. It, it goes yeah. higher. So it's not that you're struggling back here back in your community but if you know that you're worth more and you can gain more why wouldn't you try to live the best life that you can Mm -hmm. and that is why my family specifically came here to live the best life that we can Mm -hmm. gain the best opportunity that we can and uh that's it I can't there are some people who come here for let's face it definitely economic reasons there's hardship back home uh you're running from whatever kind of persecution, whatever, I don't know, whatever mm. it is. But there are people who are honestly like, just want a better life for my daughter, my son, my son, and whatever have you. That's it. Yeah, that's definitely it. And I feel like for my family as well, that was the story. We lived a good life in Jamaica, but we wanted something better. We wanted different opportunities. And we've had this conversation on previous episodes about the limited or lack of opportunities for young people in the Caribbean. And, we're, and I'm not going to deny it. We've talked about it in previous episodes um, about the limited job opportunities. If you're trying to go into right. a certain sector or a certain field, the Caribbean mm-hmm. right now is not for you. Obviously, there's opportunities to make that field or to create that space for yourself. But back when, we, when I was coming here, there were not a lot of opportunities for a variation of fields and careers. And I feel like that's what issues for some some Caribbean Americans when they come to the United States they're just seeking a better opportunity I'm not going to deny America has America has its loads of issues but there's so much to America that obviously is a reason why we definitely come here but listen people when we're done with the ignorant talk (laughs) yeah because I'm um, definitely tired of it I've heard it too many times my Haitian co-workers I've heard it too many times Listen, the opportunity is there. Go to the Caribbean and not just go to the beach. Check out the financial district. We said it, I said it in the intro of the episode, Jamaica has the best performing stock exchange in the world. And people would think that is a lie, but True. Google it. There's so much to it. But let's talk about the good side of your heritage. What do you love most about Jamaica? Uh, boy, there is just so much do i have like two hours <laughs> there is so much to speak about jamaica that i love um i love our language mm. uh i love our patois we have different you know ways of speaking and dialects a person from country sounds different from someone who's from kingston and it, it's just different all over i'm i love our food a lot of you are mm. aware of the richness of our Jamaican cuisine, oxtail, rice and peas, I can mm. sawfish. You are honey, making me hungry. Festival, <laughs> you know, our soups, everything. Jamaicans, you know, we love our food. And then, you know, this new generation is coming up with different uh, styles of cooking and, and yes. creating new fusions uh, to our to our local and 
our local mills that we grew up with, they're they're doing different fusions now in 2020. It, it that's so great. In addition to that, I love um, I just love our people. Our people are individualistic. Mm. They're curious and very inquisitive. They like to ask you questions. Um, Jamaicans are just bold. They, yeah, well, <laughs> some of them know, not like. Uh, for, for the Americans, <laughs> we mean inquisitive or yes, nosy. Nosy, yes. Some of them are, but they're just, you know, they're just a bright personality. They're just so unique personalities. Jamaicans have unique personalities. It's not even funny. Um, not even funny. You can about- see us from a mile away. Of course, you can see us from a mile away. The way we stand, our, our hip yes. and kimbos, you can know that that's a Jamaican woman. You know, the way a wow, man we, is walking with too. a certain yes. swagger, you just know, listen, I want Jamaican man that, you know, sometimes when I see a class mm-hmm. and a man food, I'm just like, yeah, Jamaican, I don't even need you to open up your mouth. You know, the, we're just so unique in that Um then let's not forget I have to shout out our you know our music and in entertainment industry mm-hmm. dance tall and Come reggae on. that you're familiar with also a lot of people aren't familiar with the strict and Christian side of Jamaica which I have oh, I appreciate if I like, Jody was on this episode I... <laughs> she would go in on you because Joy I know you're listening there is some form of beauty in that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, just a little PS, you know. Jamaica Let me has say my co-host would Yeah, but Jamaica has the most churches per, I believe it was per mile or square mile. Or or one of those. Per, per, yeah, one of per, those. Yeah. yeah, something along those lines. So be mindful that's a part of our culture. But I'm going to go into the stereotypical um, vibes of Jamaica. You know, you said what I love. I love yes. our natural resources, PK. Mm. Um and ladies and gentlemen, I'm not talking about no tourism. You on you on some hotel and you're staying <laughs> at the pool or you're you're swimming at their beach that they've designed. I'm talking about the natural resources that are within our island, which is you know our white sandy and local beaches. Yes. I love or ladies, we have uh, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, there are men who are listening to your podcast. We have mineral baths, sulfur baths mm. that are in Jamaica. Mm. We have natural springs and falls. We even have caves and grottos in Jamaica. Not to mention, we have our good old Blue Mountain and Drunker Mountain. I've been up to Drunker Mountain. Every time I go to Jamaica, there's something so scenic that takes my breath away. Ladies Come and gentlemen, on. the other... I think it was two years ago I went to Luminous Waters in Jamaica. That water at nighttime, uh, it illuminates because of the algae that is in the water. So as though a boat treads past and disturbs the water, I've seen neon red, neon blue, bright green. Jamaica is just just the gem. It's so rich in everything, culture, nature, food, you know, dance, everything. I just love Jamaica, ladies and gentlemen. Can you tell? Can you Can tell? You t- listen, <laughs> you, this is why she is the perfect person for this Caribbean heritage episode because you can tell she loves her heritage. It's just, uh, that's it. But we, I mean, we're, we've talked about the good, but on a little, not a, I'm not, it's not a bad note, but mm-hmm. someone wanted to know. Listen, we've always had a personal experience with 
going into a Caribbean restaurant. <laughs> Every time you go to a Caribbean restaurant, you meet Ooh. this angry Caribbean, angry Caribbean cashier or server. For the people that want to know, what's the issue? Because maybe you know better than I what's the issue because the food tastes good. And usually if the, if the person that's serving you is just rude and mean and nasty, mean the food, you just have to lick your finger. The food, I feel like the, the worse the person <laughs> is, the better the food is. But what's the issue? For those people who are Americans who are listening or even other Caribbean islands who are listening, what is the issue? I want to know why you guys are calling out our essential workers during the pandemic, <laughs> you know? She, he or she might Some be tired and them. standing on their no, feet. Pre, pre-pandemic, pre-COVID. <laughs> Pre-COVID, um, But yes, DK, I, I must agree. It is it's truthful. Um, there is a serious problem with customer service. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny, it's but bad. not funny at the same time. Uh, I there are so many different things, but for me, I personally like to say I think it's because familiarity breeds contempt. Mm. Um, I kind of feel that you know, like you know, there are deeper issues beyond Mm. this. Mm. Um, you know, some people might just think it's just a surface thing, you know, that's just how they are, but I feel like the way that we as black people see and treat others who look like us it it it, Mm. it's reflected in our customer service because i see and i'm gonna call y'all out i see the the right now when non-jamaicans or non you know caribbean individuals walk into a restaurant and there's a song and dance and hi Mm. how are you doing welcome this is so and so and would you like blah 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 Mm. and then you know when you walk up to him or her you get the grinch and i'm like are are you serious what you know they looking at you like so so what you want Oh my God, I got that one moment. I went into a Jamaican restaurant to buy a party, and the girl, she just said, What you want? And she turned around. I'm like, Wait, weren't you not going to wait until I respond? She turned away to continue the conversation, and then I don't know, maybe somehow she decided to turn back. Like, come on. I am serious. It's like I, I, I said, you know, we need to treat one another better ladies and gentlemen and give each other the respect that we're due and Mm. you know make it a nice dining experience you know when you ever you go to your local restaurant whatever have you just give us the proper uh service acknowledge us greet us with a smile you Mm. know look like you want me there you know (laughs) Mm. and but it's it's so many issues but yes Customer service on mm-mm, it's on Nana. It's and it's so strange. Jamaica was featured on CNN's list of happiest people in the world. I think it was a couple of years ago. <laughs> and then if you would go to Jamaica, and I'm guessing when you go to Jamaica as a tourist, you've experienced the happy Jamaica. Because a lot of people will tell you, growing up Jamaican people, they treat you well, the personality is nice, they're just loving and fun. <laughs> That's what I said. Familiarity breeds contempt. I guess it's that, you know, you're one in me. I don't have to, you know, I take off the mask and show you who I am. And I'm not saying that these individuals, listen, I don't want you to think that when you go to the islands, they're faking it. But I Mm, will say that's not totally true. Let's let's be honest here. That's not totally true. There is a friendly dynamic um, to some Jamaicans. But 
the customer service side. I don't why no, why no. that's a, oh, no. that's a something that's some psychology that needs to you know that we need to talk about it's within like the black thing. community. It's so bad that it is it, um, it, it is a meme. It is a tweet. We put up here. It's on. It's all over internet. It's a. It's just a thing, like yeah. the mean curb. The mean Caribbean server at the at the restaurant. Yeah, like, that's true. But but there, I say this also extends to beyond the Caribbean uh, servers. I've been into establishments that has nothing to do with a restaurant, and I've walked around and. You know, there's no hi how can i help you but mm, someone else of a different race that comes in and is hi welcome to so and so and they gave me the same song and dance too mm. so i say it's a lot of issues that you know we that are not like an issue with we race. are not conscious of i think a lot of us are not even conscious that you know we make these snap judgments when we see someone that looks like us yeah we're not but I mean, I feel like it is important for us to celebrate each other. It's always important to support each other. And as always. much as we've all we've Listen, had this uplift, experience, we support each other still. I'll uplift every woman as a queen, every man as their king. You know, we need to start, you know, affirming each other in our community. Yes, and that is so true. Yeah, but considering the conversation about celebrating your heritage and our Caribbean heritage... Um, as a member of the Caribbean diaspora, what do you envision for the place? Not just specifically Jamaica, but mm-hmm. for the larger Caribbean. What is your vision for the Caribbean itself? I mean, not, and I'm asking this question not that you're a politician, not that you're going from Miss World or Miss Universe, but I feel <laughs> like we we love our culture and we want to see things in our culture. So what do you envision um, for the Caribbean itself? I envision world peace, as you said, for Miss, <laughs> Miss World. <laughs> no, um, getting back to that, um, I can't necessarily, I don't want to be a, an advocate for other Caribbean islands, yeah. um, but I will speak. But this is the Mango, I'm yeah. sorry, but this is the Mango Tea Podcast, and we celebrate and, and all Caribbean islands. No, 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 I'm just saying that because I don't want to exclude. Yes, and this to, is applicable. Have, and Yeah. I understand, DK, but this is applicable to everyone that's listening. Apply my ideology and sentiments to your own Caribbean island. Yeah. Um, for me, what I envision is that we as immigrants who are residing, whether in the U.S., U.K., um, any other European nation, Asian nation, whatever have you, I want us all as immigrants to look back and Mm. invest in your Caribbean island. Invest in Jamaica. Um, Can you imagine what 100 US, if you put that aside for each month, you Mm. know, that's $1,200 for the year. Something as little as that, the difference it could make for a local charity within your organization. I hope we don't have problems Um, with with the IRS and come down to that. (laughs) <laughs> well, you, listen, I can't speak to the tax sides of those things, but I do believe that we need to invest back into our Caribbean nations. Yes. Um, not just, don't just invest in your family by sending your barrel or your suitcase of clothes and food or electronics to your immediate family, but create a non-for-profit organization within mm. your Caribbean island. Give to certain charities. Mm. You know, go back to the school that 
that you went to primary or prep school or high school, whatever yes. kind of school you went to, vocational school, um, donate books, donate money, donate some resources to help the youth that are within those nations. You know, I, I am advocating, I know this is not easy for everyone, but advocating to even start opening a little business within your Caribbean uh, island. Take your niece, cousin, nephew who is not working back at home and put them in that mm. shop, you know, sell some goods, um, mm. invest in a, a house, make it an Airbnb or a bed and breakfast. Don't let just tourism to be uh, capitalized and, 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 and taken over by non-citizens of those islands. Invest in our communities to build us up. You know, there are so many deficiencies and we talk about this every day in our at in our country you know we can talk about you know the education system the lack of mm -hmm. you know certain resources for people in jamaica not every you know high school or primary school is equipped with wi-fi or the tablet True. especially what is happening with the covid19 if we could yes. just you know all get together and build up our local economies bring them up to the the 2020 well you know i don't know what's happening with covid but bring them up <laughs> to these these bring levels so they can compete yes i don't want to say standard but bring them up to global levels because i see too many times when i, I watch my local news uh, shout out to cin it's our uh, <laughs> news network here yes. For, for people in NYC yeah. to see what's happening in uh, in Jamaica. And I see so many talented youth that are in Jamaica that are so innovative. And I'm saying if someone could just invest in him invest in or them, her yes. and, and send them to a, a vocational school or give them that job. The, the ideas that a lot of these people have, you know, that they're not being utilized or they're not they're underserved because of lack of certain things we need it we no one else is going to do this for us you know and i, I like to point out a, a lot of things that i realized in america yes. our black dollar our black dollar is, come on it is so powerful we are mm -hmm. also the largest consumers we buy so much goods Everything. and you know not Nothing is wrong with, you know, in, in spite of New York's and America's deficiencies, invest in communities that appreciate us and value us, you know, appreciate yeah. our values and, and, and respect us as individuals. Build up your own communities back home. So everything I say that is for Jamaica specifically, but for each of your listeners, whether that is Guyana, Antigua, St. Lucia, Montserrat, wherever you are from, mm -hmm. invest back home. Start something that can benefit, you know, your local economies. And listen, make us economic and global powerhouses, which we can be. Yes, I love it. Invest in your country. It, it just really ends up, and it says it all. You're almost like the financial advisor of the Caribbean at this point um, <laughs> to our listeners because you definitely told them what they need to do. Listen, we are one of the best set of people in the world. Jamaicans, people from mm. the Caribbean, we have the potential, we have the mind mm. and the brain. What a lot of us lack is the resources and the fund. And you said it, as people... It's true. I wouldn't say more privileged, but we have the opportunity to be here. And the dollar, let's admit it, it's plain. The dollar is different from 
that of the Caribbean itself. So are $100, as you say, and go and invest. There's so much that can be done. And we love our country so much that I feel like us going and investing is almost like investing in your children. Like for me, if right. I give something to the Caribbean, I, you feel proud. You feel good. Mm-hmm. Because listen, at the end of the day, the Caribbean is where we, we're from. It's just, that's just us. And that, you know, And then, ladies and gentlemen, also, in, 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 regardless to the whole, or regardless, that's not even a word, regardless <laughs> of what I said in <laughs> terms of... This is a mango tea podcast. Yeah, we do it. Let me tell you. Uh, but although I was addressing local economies, ladies and gentlemen, do not be afraid to work with your Caribbean Americans that are mm. residing here as well. Build together here in in mm. in the US. Trust each other. Form together, Achoo. form businesses, form alliances, form not for profit organizations that you can also help to benefit our African Americans and Caribbean individuals that are living here as well. If you know you have a a, a lot of us are looking for home ownership in the u.s looking for certain opportunities mm-hmm. be that guide don't hold up the information i hate please you, slide in my dm and be, give me all the information no let's seriously <laughs> only need for stop hold up the information stop. that's that gonna is have. true i but don't that's understand that's a black thing we the, yeah, don't it's, i don't it's know is that we don't like to share it's I a crab barrel comp- mentality. Yeah, it's a crab barrel mentality and mm. it's this competition. You feel like say, okay, if I let you in on everything that is happening, I mm-hmm. I can't hear. No, ladies and gentlemen, if you know about loans uh, for houses and educational opportunities and how someone can yes. get a scholarship to, to go to college or if how someone can get a car loan or if somehow someone can do anything within the American society, don't do, don't just hold up that information because you feel like, well, I came here and I could figure it out on my I own. I figured out myself. It to myself. Yeah. Please stop that mentality. This is what prevents us from building in this society. Every other racial group sticks together. They help each other build. That's mm. how they do it. We need to stop this competition and help each other. So for, for mm-hmm. us that are residing in here, on stop all of information from me, please stop it. Mm-hmm. Help each other. Come on. And this is why I love this platform because us to express ourselves and also give information. Shade, mm-hmm. you have given us the tools and we are grateful. But to wrap things up, um, mm-hmm. it's Caribbean Heritage Month and clearly we've been celebrating throughout the entire month. We've been celebrating all week. And we just want to know, from your perspective, what does your Caribbean heritage mean to you? Well, I just want to say uh, thank you, DK, for having me on. Uh, I really you appreciate this on. opportunity to share my thoughts and opinions. Uh, you know, also want to thank to Jody, although she's not here today. But to wrap it on up, I would say uh, what it means to me is that, you know, I am a Jamaican and Jamaica is me. That's what Come my Caribbean heritage means to me. Uh, it is my morals and values that mm. have been instilled in me over the years. Anytime I walk into a room, it's all the love and education and teachings that has been invested in me from my parents, from my teachers, you know, from my friends, from the rich cultural background that is Jamaica. 
everything that the way that I walk, the way that I I, mm. I pronounce certain words, the way that I sway my hips, the way them mm. I wear my clothes, it is all Jamaican, you know. Mm. So that is my Caribbean heritage. And I hope, you know, to pass this information on to the next generation. We need to keep our, you know, our cultures, our values alive. Not because you're living abroad, don't just, you know, forget that. Pass it on to your your children, your grandchildren, and that's it. Mm. That is beautiful. That's definitely well said. I love it. I am Jamaican. Jamaica is me. That's basically it. I am the Caribbean. Caribbean is me. They have, my heritage is me. I am my heritage. And it's a beautiful thing to, to be so connected to your place of birth, to be so connected that it, it goes through your veins, that it, it, and it's basically so much that it's, it's your walk, as you said, it's your talk. And for most Caribbean Americans, this, not only this month, but throughout our entire life here in America, whether in the UK or wherever you are in the world, we know that you're always celebrating who you are. And we're just celebrating sure. everyone at this moment. We're just celebrating the fact that we are from a beautiful place and we love Back. it. Um, regardless, because there, there are flaws, there are downsides. And me and Jody have had the conversation a lot on previous episodes about the downsides of the Caribbean and the issues mm-hmm. we want to work on. And part of the reason why we talk about it too is because we want to see better. We want to see change. We know people want to see change. We, we know that. Um, and we also know that change is coming. And as mm-hmm. members of the diaspora, it's always important for us to inform um, others and let them know that we can get through things. We can do things. There are steps. You said it. Investing and giving the information that is necessary and helping each other and working towards you, working with each other. And that's important. Um, just to wrap up, we definitely got to give some shout outs this week. Uh, we definitely, it's Caribbean Heritage Month and we're celebrating on our Instagram page. We definitely want to shout out Shanice from Barbados um, at sweet underscore and feisty. We're shouting out Kevon from Grenada at Kevon. We are shouting out Karen from Haiti at Scorpio Finest 11. These are our th- um, first, generation, first generation Caribbean fellow Caribbean people fellow for Caribbean creatives and business people, shouting them out, follow their page. And that's it. Listen, we're celebrating. We are just happy and glad to be celebrating our culture. Shadi, thank you. Listen, people, that's thank a wrap. You. Don't forget to Bye. download, share, listen. Don't forget to download and share our episode. Bye.